Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Eddie, and I'm one of three co-hosts of The Real Pod. Now, Chloe can't make it here this week, but we do have a special guest for you guys. But before we get into all of that, The Real Pod is a bi-weekly podcast that creates an ongoing dialogue discussing current movies, TV shows, and pop culture. If you love movies and TV shows and have something to say about them, you're in the right place. Hi, um, I am the muscle of this operation. I am forced by gunpoint to make all of the drawings for the episodes, but this is my first time actually speaking. So thanks for having me. That was the lovely Anna Valderrama. But anyways, without further ado, the movie, or should I say movies we're discussing this week are Little Women. Little Women follows a story of a female family as they go through domestic dramas and navigate the troubles of civil war ravaged North America. Now, okay, there's several, there is several Little Women adaptations, but in this episode, there's only two that matter. First being the one that came out a few years ago, and then second being the one with Winona Ryder. Now, I don't know the years. Anna, do you know the years that these came out? Yeah, so the one with Winona Ryder was 1992, and then the one that was just recently was 2019. So true. Those are the two that we're looking at today. So if y'all came here and you were like, oh my God, they're going to talk about my favorite Turner classic musical movie. No, that's not happening here. We are not delving into the black and white one. It's saying where the musical was pretty good, though. There actually was a musical. Uh, there was a musical. Adaptation. There was a stage play adaptation. Yeah. Um, of course, you would know that. I don't know if what? you obviously don't know this, but if you go to Anna's house, right, she has like ten copies of Little Women, ten different copies of this book. She has the illustrated version, the different covers. Like this is libel. Look up a picture of a Little Women book. She probably has whatever picture you look. You can literally go to the second page of Google, and she still will have the like the books that are there. She's literally insane. But anyway, to start off with my first points about. Little Women. We're going to start off with the 2019 one, right? Now, I like this movie, actually. I watched it right after watching the 1992 Little Women for the first time, and it was pretty good. Um, I just have one huge, well, I have like three major complaints, but the, my first one, ooh, the costumes, they were so atrocious. Not only were they like bad, but they also didn't make sense. Like, well, first of all, let's start off how they were bad. Why were they wearing Uggs? Like, could you guys not make sure? Uh, are we talking about the 1992 one? No, we're talking about the 2020. Oh, okay, yeah, I was about to, no, I was about to literally come for you because the 1992 one had such good outfits. But yeah, no, because the 2019 one, tell me why. They did not understand what time period. They did not understand the social class. They did not understand. This is civil war. Like, these are literally poor women in the civil war who are from the north like what are these rich outfits like why is amy wearing a little bow around her waist like what is she doing i do not understand how do they get new outfits every scene they're poor they would literally own like one dress that they would wear every day like they're stinky like i don't understand what they were doing because it's just so bad there were no bonnets that's my real complaint. Where were the bonnets? How do you have a historical movie without bonnets? It just doesn't work. And it's not, okay, because like I've watched films, like I don't know if you guys have ever watched um, Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette, 
But in that film, it wasn't fully historically accurate. It was pretty historically accurate. But then there was like changes obviously made. But all of the changes were like based in trying to make the movie have a bit have a better narrative. Like the changes and the inaccuracies that they had made sense for the plot. Like she could back up her like what she was doing. But with Little Women 2019, she literally didn't put them in bonnets because she thought they were ugly. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I just can't get behind that. Because, like, I feel like there's so many different ways to style them. You, they're not ugly. Like, tell me Winona Ryder is ugly to my face. Say it to my face. They can't. And, like, if anybody, okay, different country, different time period. But if anybody watched Emma 2020, like, she was wearing bonnets. She was wearing those big ass, plumity ass hats that, and she looked good because it's literally Anya Taylor Joy. Like, come on, it's Sorcia Ronan. Like, she was not gonna look ugly in a bonnet. I just don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I get really heated whenever things are like not historically accurate, especially when it comes to costuming. But besides that, um, my second major point is that in the 2019 version, instead of having a like an arc that goes chronologically, it doesn't progress chronologically. It doesn't move on a linear path. It goes back and forth between the past and the present. And the thing that like differentiates between time periods is the lighting. In the past, the lighting is more warm and golden to indicate that like it's a happier time. They're all kids, they're all having fun, they're all joyful. And then in the present, it's like blue and cold lighting to symbolize the fact that they've grown up. Life is more serious. Life is more hard. Um, they don't have like the issues that you would have when you're like a little kid. They don't have the fun that you would have when you're a little kid, which I mean, like, it's great. I really liked that they use the lighting to differentiate to differentiate between the two. But since they had it edited in that way, they couldn't have a different actor or actress for all of the different um, like characters. So they had to keep them throughout the film. But the problem with that is that nobody looks like they get younger or older between the time periods. My major one was Florence Pugh, who's supposed to be like 12 years old in the, in the past and is played by the same actress, still Florence Pugh, in the present. Like, she does not look 12. So when she's like, has a baby voice, like she sounds like a, like a child, she doesn't look like one. So it's just really weird to me because she's like doing a baby voice. Uh, yeah, and like, okay, Mr. Tim Tim Champagne, which is a whole, that is literally a whole other point against this. That's my 13th reason. He looked 17 years old that entire movie with that Victorian starving child face that he has going on. And it really, like, it was bothering me. And the whole thing is, I like foreshadowing. I like it when you have a scene saying some stuff, and then later at the end of the movie, it comes back to bite them. I'm like, yes. But in this movie, the foreshadowing would be five minutes before the thing happens. Like, it would be a scene of them all hugging, and then it would immediately cut to a scene of them hugging after somebody died. I'm like, this is so forced. Like, where is the gradual buildup? Where is the slow burn? I just was not a fan of that editing choice. I actually, Unlike Anna, I actually really like Timothy Chalamet. But I do agree that he had like kind of the opposite issue that Florence Pugh had where like Florence Pugh looks like she was 30 the entire movie. 
but he looks young the entire film like he looks really young even when he's older and they just give him like a little beard or something like he still looks like a teenager like he just looks really young and that's kind of an issue I know a lot of actors have this issue where they're like trying to play adult roles but they look very young still and in that film I don't know they just could not sell me that like 10 years had passed by and all of a sudden Florence Pugh was now a woman and Timothy Chalamet was also a man but he looks like he's the same age as when she was 12 it just was kind of weird to me I don't know um but yeah overall I do like the 2019 Little Women I thought it was great I thought it was fun actually when I watched it, it was kind of weird because spoiler alert because we didn't do a spoiler earlier but spoiler alert when um one of the sisters dies like we I did not finish the 1992 version before she died so there was all of the build-up to her dying and then Anna and I and like a group of friends went to go watch the 2019 version and then she died in that and like I wasn't expecting it because I didn't know yet and it was like depressing I was so sad and then I finished the old one the 1992 version when we got back to Anna's house and I was like okay so I was able to like compare the two and I don't know about y'all actually no my opinion is the only correct one the 1992 version is superior by far superior by far I agree actually you know for once like you are kind of making points right now I'm not gonna lie this might be our first time agreeing but yes, I mean, I'm a little biased because it's the first one I watched. And just there's something about the 1992 one, like emotionally speaking, y'all do not understand and will never understand the way I felt when I first watched it and had to go through that love confession scene in the garden with Christian Bell and Winona Ryder. Inside, like I was a changed man. I went into the 1992 movie, a person, I came out a shell of a man. I came out broken. Like, and I'm watching this one in the 19, called the 2019 one, where Tim Tim is literally chasing her in this field. And the whole time I'm thinking, I am so scared that he's going to fall down. Like, I feel like the air is going to be so strong. It's going to blow him and he's going to, it's like puff, 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 like the great big wolf or whatever. And he's the little piggy's house and he's going to blow away. I was so scared. I was thinking Sorsha could literally push him off right now and he would die. I was, I was fearing for his life. I didn't feel it when she rejected him in my head. I'm like, he deserved that. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, can you imagine looking like him and having the audacity to go up to somebody who looks like Sorsha Ronan and asking her to marry you? Um, that has to be a certain type of male audacity to have the balls to do that. But when Christian Bale did it, I was like, hear me out, Winona. Hear me out. I know you don't want to ruin your friendship. However, comma, like this is Batman you're talking to. I don't care about anything. I would immediately drop whatever I'm doing for Mr. Dark Knight, okay? I'm trying to see that secret bat cave. Winona was just not dreaming big enough like she should have been. And that's why, I don't know, it was just a lot more emotional to me. You're not wrong. I don't know what it was exactly, but the emotional impact of the old one really hit me more than the new one I not only that part but like the part where I can't remember her name but one of the sisters dies 
what's her name, Anna? Beth. Yeah, when Beth died, right? Obviously, it was sad in both of them, destroyed me. But um, I don't know. I just was more sad when she died in the 1992 version because there was something different there. I think it was the editing's choice yet again. Um, the like going back and forth between past and present made it very obvious that, that she like was dead. And it wasn't like stark. It wasn't like a, she just died. It's like, she's been dead. Oh, but let's show you how she died. Like, I was like, oh, like, what is this? Like, I didn't get to see like the gut-wrenching emotion because they were cutting back and forth between the past and the present and the past and the present. Like, you already buried her before she was even dead. Like, you already were like, okay, she's going to die in like uh, two minutes. So I just was like, okay, I guess. I don't know. Like, in the other one, yeah, she was sick. Yeah, she was like, getting worse but you still held the hope that she could get better and she just didn't and then you're like oh this is really sad I'm gonna go cry but in the new one it was like literally like you're showing like the present where she's not there where she's like dead and it's obvious and then you're showing the past where she's dying and you know she's dying so I don't know it just the emotion the impact it was not there didn't land through for me but I mean hey I still do like both iterations of the films. I still do like both of them. Um, I must say, this is not really a comment on the films themselves, but like what happens inside of the story. I don't know if it's just y'all, but that one sister that um, Emma Watson played, I don't know. She was just a little bit... Meg? Yes, Meg. Okay, what are your opinions on Meg, Anna? I do not have many. Let me tell you. Um, Meg is that... She's very motherly. She tries to be very proper lady. Like she really wants to fit in. She is giving in to that peer pressure. And she's sort of supposed to be very similar to Joe in that way of matureness, but very different in the way that she's practical. Like Joe is like, I want to write a book. I want to do these things that men are doing. And Joe, Meg is like, I want to get married. I want to have children with the tutor of my next door neighbor and even though he's ginger and I don't know um I'm not a huge fan of Emma Watson and I say this just because like as an actress there are certain actors who when I see them I'm like oh that's Hermione Granger like I can't think like if I saw Angelina Jolie in a movie I wouldn't say oh look it's the character Joanna Stark I would say oh look it's Angelina Jolie in a movie you know what I mean like I don't believe it I just don't believe it and that's the thing like she's too well known for it and she looks a little bit old (laughs) compared to the rest of them like the whole movie because it starts out with her being 18 but she already is pushing 30 and I'm like what's going on here you guys but I don't know, like as a character, Meg has never been my favorite, especially with that one scene where she's wearing like that sexy outfit to the party to like fit in. And then Lori's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. It was a moment of weakness. Like I just I wanted to fit in like those girls, but I'm not like them. That's the thing that, okay, I know that you, have you read Little Women actually? I need to ask. I've never read Little Women. Don't read it. But anyway, I have read a lot of Louisa May Alcott's books. And I can say this for sure. This is a recurring trend in her books that I hate so much, where she writes 
feminist literature, but in her specific view of feminism. So it's like her view of feminism is that you have to be strong and independent. Like if you're a woman who likes doing traditionally feminine things, like being a housewife, like that's bad. And it literally makes me so mad. Like that whole scene where Meg wears that fancy dress is supposed to be a lesson. Like, don't do that. Don't wear fancy dresses. Don't try to fit in. And it's like, what if you want to, like, what if you just want to look good? Like, why is that her fault? That's a narrative story problem, not a mag problem, but it's related. No, because you're so right. I think it was really weird how, like, they demonized Meg for wanting to literally, like, follow the societal norms. I mean, it's not like she was doing anything wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with just wanting to settle down and have kids with, like, your ginger friend the tutor of your friend or whatever there's like nothing wrong with that you can do whatever you want like I feel like it's really weird when they're when we have feminists that aren't intersectional because they want to exclude people who are more feminine or just exclude anyone that's just really weird to me um also the one scene that you mentioned earlier where like Laurie is like what are you wearing Meg okay not to compare them again but in the old one it made so much more sense in the 1992 version, it made so much more sense because the dress was extremely low cut, like off the shoulder, like hanging off of her. Like the girls were yes, out. like she was out here wearing oh. this sexy gown. And Lori's like, this is not you, Meg. Like, listen, like, look at me, Meg. This isn't you. I can change you. But in the new one, she is just wearing a very basic dress. Like it's not anything to scream home about. Yeah, and the new one, it's not even like, really exposing her like I remember watching it right and I kind of just was like what is this like if I didn't if I hadn't seen the other one beforehand I kind of would have been confused because I was like why is he getting mad at her for wearing this dress which is literally like not improper it's not like exposing her too much it's not really doing anything I just was like she just looks normal she just kind of looks like a cupcake but other than that like there's nothing really wrong with it and I just was like um I don't know if this is the move for me I don't know. That scene was just very odd. Also, the entire idea of like, I don't know what it is, but like Lowry and Amy, I thought that they were kind of adorable. But at the same time, it's kind of a bit weird because she definitely was like a child when they met for the first time. Not saying that it's like illegal, but it's just a little bit odd. See, I've never been a fan of them because of book origins the one thing i was that this movie did better is that the original 1992 movie was very obviously playing up the joe laurie thing like it cared way more about dramatizing it which like i loved it but when laurie and amy get together i'm like what is this especially because the original movie had this really creepy scene that is in the book and i'm so glad they cut it out of the new one where amy is 12 years old and I think it's when her sister first gets sick or something in the first part of the book. And she's all mad. And Lori says, if you're grown up, like I'll marry you or something like that. And she's 12 years old in this scene. And he's 17. And I'm like, this is straight. I did not like that. So at least I'm glad that they cut it out. But I'm still not a fan of the relationship because as a Louisa May Alcott, hater myself I know the lore and 
when I tell you that people wanted Joe and Lloyd to be together so bad when the first book came out, because it's actually two books. It's Little Women and Little Women Get Married. And when Little Women came out, people were writing Louisa May Alcott letters, fan mail. They were like, girl, when this next book comes out, we need a Joe Lori wedding. Like, we need this immediately. We need them to be together. And Louisa May, her thought process was essentially, and I'm not even paraphrasing. No. Uh, she was like, I do not want these two to be together. Therefore, I'm just going to pair them up. Because that's the thing, you don't really write a book back then with a female main character and not marry her off. Like, you can't do that. Like, she would not have been allowed to publish the second part of Little Women if Joe didn't get married. But she was adamantly against marrying her off to Lori. So she was like, okay, I'm going to make up this character in like 50 pages, which is where Professor Bachman comes in. And that's the real reason that Joe gets married to this 40-year-old German man that she just met. Because Louisa was just trying to annoy her readers. Like, it's not even a joke. She just wanted to piss everybody off. So she paired up Lori with Amy. And I'm like, mm, what is this? You are right. I actually kind of like how in the 2019 version, they kind of retcon all of this. And like have the story. We see that the story is obviously written by Joe. And then she's like, I don't know. Did I end up with this dude or did I not end up with this dude? Did I just say that I end up with this dude? Like, you never know. And I mean, like, I like that aspect where, like, you don't even know if she actually ends up running after that guy. She could have just stayed single for the rest of her life and we'll never know. Like, you really don't know. I really like that ending. Um, I think that that's it's fitting for the story. I think it was cool. Yeah, I think it was very symbolic also of Louisa because Little Women is basically about her. She had sisters. She was in the Civil War time. Her dad did fight in the Civil War. So Joe is essentially her in the movie, where at the end, she makes a vague ending of how she... So it's basically like a wink to Louisa May, where she didn't want to marry Joe off, but she had to to sell the book. So Joe's like, well, did I marry him? Or to show that, like, I'm only doing this so I can publish this book, guys. Like, I just want the money. But, you know, according to your interpretation, I could be single. You know, I'm here for the girls. But I kind of enjoyed that aspect. I just had one last thing to yeah, say. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little women uh, enjoyer, mildly. And the one thing is, I will be okay with a new adaptation if they make one tiny little change. For God's sakes, can I get a book accurate, Lori? Like, I will... Who do I have to kill in Hollywood to get a Lori who is brown? Who do I have to kill? Because the way that I will fight with my entire life when people say that Tim Tim is a good Lori, um, I will literally pull up the book quotes. Brown skin, black hair, dark black eyes. Where is he, Hollywood? Like, give me a book accurate Lori because I know he's going to be so sexy, like, Stop. I can't cheer for ugly people. I cannot watch a romance movie or a movie with a guy who is ugly. Like, who do you think I am? If I wanted to see ugly people, I would literally just go to school. I want to see hot people when I'm paying $14.99 to go to a damn movie theater. So enough with these overworked Oliver Twist Victorian dying little boys. Give me my sexy man. But that's all I'm going to say. Peace. Help. Anna has very strong, very, very, very strong 
emotions associated with Lori being brown. Okay, now I know that there's probably going to be some people wondering. Well, I don't think it says that in the book. I, because they always do. Like, I remember even like with Hunger Games, there was a big argument over whether Rue is black, which is really weird because she's explicitly stated as being black. But anyway, um, just to quote the book, Laurie is a young man with curly black hair, brown skin, and big black eyes. Alcott, page 42, Little Women. He came in with the receipts. But yeah, it's canon. When is it going to happen? Like, because they literally make a new adaptation every fucking year. There was one adaptation in 2016 that nobody watched, but it happened. And they cast the most pale white has never seen the sun man before i saw the casting and i was like who is this i was like they got this man out of transylvania like dracula is calling for his brother i was so confused and it's just i'm so tired christian bill is the closest that we've ever gotten because at least that boy got a tan to film for batman okay he went outside got a little bit of the sun but even then it was not what it should have been and I am patiently waiting. Um, I don't really have any other points on Little Women, but in summation, I really like Little Women, both the 1992 and the 2019 versions. They're definitely a rewatch. And I don't know, they do give fall energy to me. I mean, obviously it takes place over a very, very, very long period of time, but for some reason they radiate fall, autumn, autumnal energy. They give me winter. What's wrong with you? I get winter because uh, they have two Christmases in the movie. No, they don't give me winter whatsoever. I think it's just because the lighting is warm. Maybe it's because I watched it during winter. Probably. Did I start thinking about winter? But like for me, like the lighting is warm and like all of the colors are like really brown and like orange and red, including their clothes, especially in the 1992 version, because obviously they're poor, they can't afford clothes, so they're always wearing like brown. So like, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy that one. And it just makes me think of autumn. Um, but anyway, stay tuned for updates and upcoming episodes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore real pod. And you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Bye, guys.